My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. My name is Dean. Ever since I was a kid, I collected hockey cards with spare change my dad gave me. As a black person, to see others like me on the ice inspired me. I didn't see myself as a black hockey player. I saw myself as a hockey player. They were my role models and showed me hockey is a game for everyone. When you're on a hockey card, it's, it's pretty cool. I've collected 100 rookie cards for NHL's black and biracial players, and I'm going to talk to all of them so you can learn their stories. Nigel Dawes was born in Winnipeg in 1985. He played 212 games in five seasons in the National Hockey League for the New York Rangers, Phoenix Coyotes, Calgary Flames, Atlanta Thrashers, and Montreal Canadiens. I actually, I had a whole binder full of cards when I was younger. It's funny because a lot of things have changed, but that's not one of them. And, you know, now to see, you know, my son and his friends watching the games on TV and talking about all the cards that they're collecting, um, it's, a, it's a pretty neat experience to go through from the other side now. Nigel grew up in a place which created so many opportunities for hockey. You know, for the most part, I remember being able to, to find ice, uh, especially outside, like, there wasn't as many teams, I think, then as there is now, maybe kind of fighting over the outdoor practice schedules or the tournaments going on. So um, at least once a weekend, we'd definitely be able to go out there and one of the rings would just kind of be a free skate. Anybody could go out there and play and, and play pickup and just kind of spend the day there. It was fun. It was kind of a little crazy. I got two younger brothers and, um, you know, we would play, play street hockey, uh, we played in the basement, and then all of us were playing hockey. We lived about maybe a 10-minute walk from the community center, so a lot of times we'd either get dropped off or just kind of walk over there, and, um, you know, we'd spend days days there. You know, we'd, we'd hang out and we'd just kind of know what. We'd have to come home for supper, and you just play out on the outdoor rink, and, you know, it's just kind of we'd go over with friends and just play as long as we could. Sometimes we'd get a little cold, have to go in and warm up, and then go back out there, but... You know, it's such an easy game to fall in love with and especially at such a young age uh, to be able to skate and move fast out there and you know kind of crash and bang a little bit and jump into the snow banks uh, to, to stop when he couldn't stop right away and um, so yeah it was, it was a lot of fun uh, growing up here. Nigel loved hockey so much he hated having to step away from it. You know with a game at a young age I was always wanted to play street hockey. I remember when my youngest brother was born and uh, you know, my parents were at the hospital already, and I, my grandparents were like, all right, like, you know, your brother's born, you got to go to the hospital and meet him. And I was outside playing street hockey with my friends, and I said, no, I don't want to go see him. I want to keep playing hockey. And they're like, well, you got to go meet your brother. So, yeah, we went to the hospital and got to meet him, and I don't know how long we stayed, but I'm sure I was trying to get back to back home to keep playing hockey. But um, I think any time that you can, you just kind of – get to to play at your own pace or, or watch other kids playing or just lots of, of reps and just having fun. I mean, it was not the same uh, mentality as it is nowadays with the, with the hockey and how young you're starting and how often you're playing. So there was still a lot of, um, you know, pickup time and, and where you just go out and you, you just play and just loving the game and, you know, not having these uh, the practices or tournaments or whatever and just kind of going and playing with your friends with uh, – and you could kind of make it as uh, intense or, or as fun as you wanted it to be. Nigel's parents love sport, but hockey was not their main focus. My dad was born in uh, Jamaica, and he moved to Canada when he was about 18. And my mom was born in, in Winnipeg. And 
my mom grew up, uh, she was a speed skater. So she was, uh, you know, like a high level speed skater. So, she, um, I mean, she wasn't really into hockey, but she was a great skater and kind of taught me how to skate. Uh, my dad, you know, he was played a lot of sports, but at the time he was playing rugby as well as my mom actually. So, uh, it was a good combination for the, <laughs> the physical aspect of the game and then, and playing on, on the ice, but neither one of them really had uh, any experience in hockey. But I just, you know, fell in love with it at a, at a young age. Um, so I was watching it on TV and, and wanting to play it. So yeah, I just kind of fell into it being Canadian, I guess. Hockey didn't come naturally to Nigel, but eventually things clicked. I started playing hockey at five and I, I mean, I wasn't very good. I could barely skate and barely stand up. And when I was six, I didn't, uh, didn't play hockey. I took karate instead. And uh, then I came back at seven to play hockey again and I don't know what happened in that year, but uh, I was a completely different player, different skater. And from then on, it was just pretty much hockey all the time and just kind of worked my way up, um, you know, from seven, eight, nine, all the way to, to double A. And then from there, uh, that started around 11 and then started playing triple A uh, at 13 and then uh, moved on to the Western Hockey League uh, at 16. Nigel was such a strong player. He found himself being called up to older teams. Oh, when I was younger, I played a little. I played defense a little bit, but it, I think a lot of it at that time was more. There was only four defensemen, and, and there was more forwards, so I was out every other shift instead of having to go every third shift. And you know, especially late in games, the the coach would usually put me back on D so that I could get a couple extra shifts as opposed to having to wait longer to get on four. But for the most part of my career, uh, yeah, I've been left wing. Um, when I was younger, maybe a little bit of center, but. Uh, from Wee on, probably for sure uh, aware. Well, first like summer team that I played on was uh, the, we were called the Winnipeg Junior Jets. Uh, you know, we went to the Brick Tournament and a few other tournaments uh, throughout the summer. Uh, for AAA, it was um, we were the Winnipeg Warriors, and yeah, I mean, there's a group of us that would kind of play together, but it would kind of switch as well throughout the years. Or uh, when I was 14, I played. Played up a year, so I, I played with uh, you know kids a little bit older, and and you know made some new friends there, and that are still some of my best friends uh, to to the day now. So um, that was hockey, and kind of part of the the joy of that meeting new people. I wasn't really sure if I was going going to make the team or not, and I was you know happy playing with with uh, my age group, but the coach asked, and I got called up a couple times a year before, and and did you know held my own. So I think that kind of planted the seed for them to maybe see how it would go the, the following year and um i know that uh yeah they wanted me even when i was 50 they were trying to get me to play i guess it would have been like a like junior a league but i just i wasn't really comfortable with it and and just ended up playing you know with the, the under 17 team um but got called up a couple of games and that was a pretty cool experience because at that, at that time you know it was something that uh, I looked up to that league and, and playing there. They were playing just down the street from, from my parents' house. So we'd always go and watch a lot of the games and uh, it was just a lot of fun. Winnipeg in the 1990s was a great place for a young hockey player, but it didn't have a huge amount of diversity. But a lot of times like, you know, I would only be the only black player on the team or maybe like sometimes in the league. So it's tough because it's like a lot of times like now looking back you replay a lot of you know scenarios or situations you were in and you're like man like that was pretty messed up but uh, you know being young and just kind of entangled in hockey like you just 
you're not really putting as much thought into it. So, I mean, I just, I really love the game. I think as a, as a young kid, no matter, you know, where you're from or, or what your race is, I think if you're watching the NHL on TV, I mean, that's the ultimate dream. I mean, I still watch, you know, them skate around with the Stanley cup after it's won and pass it off. And it's still a dream, even knowing now I'll, it will never happen, but it, it's, it's not something that's kind of like, you know, died. I mean, even though I played at the NHL and stuff, it's just, you're always going to get those, you know, feelings when you, when you see that. And uh, for me, it was just, I wanted to, to be on TV. I wanted to be playing hockey. I want to be playing at the, the highest level. And, and it didn't really matter to me, you know, what I looked like or where I came from. It was just all more about how I played on the ice and, and how I could try and keep improving and becoming the best player to, to give myself an opportunity or a chance to, to try and get to that level. I think as it got probably more into junior hockey, and, and stuff where you you could kind of you could kind of feel it a little bit more where at, like closer to maybe your dream or you're like you know there's guys from your team the year before that are now going to NHL camps and making it and and just being uh well even in the in the 90s and in the early 2000s like just there were more there was way more diversity in the game and a lot more black players and you know you got I know like Grant Fuhr and and uh one of the biggest ones for me was like playing on a line with Jerome Aginla when I was in Calgary for parts of the season. And, you know, he, he was, you know, like a, an idol for not just myself, but like a lot of, you know, players of color growing up and, and just represented himself so well and, and was just such a good hockey player. You know, when I played world juniors and we had three black guys on the team with myself, Anthony Stewart and, and Sean Bell, I mean, that was probably like the first, first feeling for me where I was like, oh yeah, and there's a, you know, there's other guys on the team with me, um, which was, was definitely really cool to see, see the change, even just from, you know, myself growing up and playing on different teams and then coming and being a part of the team with them. And they were both great guys and, and, you know, still have a relationship with them, with them to this day. So um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, it's cool to see how far it's come, but there's still such a, a long way for it to go. If you're enjoying My Hockey Hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay. eBay is all about connecting communities and fueling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. Soon Nigel was drafted to the Western Hockey League to the Kootenay ice. At that point, there's, you know, there wasn't a lot of room for smaller hockey players in the game. It was kind of, you know, I was at that point told my whole career, or at least like the last four or five years that I was too small and that I wasn't going to make it. And, you know, they just need bigger players. And so I didn't really know what kind of, where I would go in the draft, if I would get drafted. Um, I knew I was a good hockey player and I, and I played well. And even some of the uh, players that got drafted, you know, I was, putting up a lot more points and, and probably better players than they were, but I got drafted in the fifth round and um, yeah, I went to the first training camp and everybody was huge. And uh, I felt, I mean, the only time you really feel like normal is on the ice. Cause that's, uh, I mean, if you're walking side by side with someone, you know, it's, you definitely feel like they're towering over you, but for whatever reason, once you get on the ice, it's just a different thing. I mean, I don't know if it's cause you're skating too or doing other things, but you just kind of, you know, feel at home and, I had a pretty good camp and then 
yeah, yeah. To be honest, I think it kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't even going to go to camp the next year. I was going to wait because I didn't want to, uh, you know, lose my college eligibility, not knowing what I was, which path I was going to go down at the time, and just ended up going out to camp uh, kind of last minute and didn't end up coming back. So I just kind of fell in love with it and and made the team. And yeah, I think it was more probably the next year as a 17 year old that I was like, okay, like I think I might have a chance at this because I, I was had a really good year and I was feeling more comfortable and I kept improving and um, that was my draft year. So um, it turned out well. Nigel then went on to win a Memorial Cup and a world junior title. I definitely very proud of it. I mean, I, I would have liked to win a few more championships in my career, but um, I think that's what most people would say. Um, but just to be able to have that the taste of uh, winning winning championships at, at such a young age, like my first year, and then playing in the World Juniors, um, definitely highlights of the career. And you know, I was able to play in some Stanley Cup playoff games, but uh, unfortunately, not not get nearly close enough to to winning that. And um, but yeah, it's. I think now that the career is over and you you can kind of sit back and you start thinking about more of the memories. I mean, I there's my my son's hockey coach is like, oh, I was out in Grand Forks watching that World Juniors. We were like our mid twenties and we all rented hotel rooms and stuff. So it's just like the tournament was two hours from Winnipeg. So there's a lot of people from Winnipeg there, and it was a lot like a huge highlight for them as fans. Um, being able to take that in and, and us having such a, a good team that it was, you know, so much fun for really everybody involved. Soon, the NHL came calling for Nigel. I mean, obviously, it's like at that point, it's like a lifelong dream to, to get drafted to the NHL and stuff. But there's not, again, I was a younger, or a smaller player than there's not, there was no hype about it or anything like that. So I, I didn't go to the draft. I wasn't, I didn't know when I was going to get drafted. I had a good idea I would get drafted, but I didn't really know where or what team. And um, yeah, so my, you know, my dad came and kind of woke me up on Sunday morning and it's like, hey, you just got drafted to the Rangers. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And start thinking about New York City and, and going to visit there for the first time. But yeah, it wasn't something that I was like stressed over or, you know, worried about because it's not like you're like a first round draft pick where you're there and you're sitting in the stands and you're like, ah, like, you know, it's, it was really just another day for me, except I got a nice wake up call. <laughs> Now, a New York Ranger, Nigel played his first game. Rangers against Toronto in Toronto. I was lucky that, um, you know, the coach at the time, Tom Rennie, was, uh, you know, nice enough to let me know I was going to be playing, you know, in the home opener and a, a couple of days ahead of time. So it gave myself a chance to get my parents out to, to New York to watch the game in person and, and live. You know, not always lucky enough as a player to, to get a, a warning or, or I mean, you know, a heads up. So, you know, some coaches don't let you know or you could just get called up that day. And so it was a nice uh, experience for, for me and, and my parents to be able to, for them to be there and, and have that time uh, for them to watch it. Um, and my first NHL goal was my first game on Hockey Night in Canada in Toronto. And a lot of my dad's family lives in Toronto and, you know, they never really see, got, got to see me play. So my grandpa was there and uh, some of my cousins and my aunt and uncle. So that was um, also a really cool, cool experience. And yeah, at the time it was kind of getting a little stressful because I think it was like seven or eight games and I don't know if I had a point yet. So you start kind of thinking about it and, um, yeah, it happened, you know, about halfway through the first period. So it was uh, something that you, you've you always dreamed of. I think that was definitely like one of the coolest things and probably a, a way more exciting feeling than, um, you know, getting drafted or, uh, 
you know, playing your first game, I think the the emotions, I mean, playing the first game, you're a little nervous and you're kind of taking it all in, so I shouldn't take away from that, but definitely that feeling of scoring the first goal is, is something that I, I still remember now. Nigel then played for the Phoenix Coyotes, Calgary Flames, and the Atlanta Thrashers in a career full of memories. I got to play for Wayne Gretzky. He was coaching in, uh, in Phoenix when I was there, so that was... Uh, a pretty unique experience and pretty cool. I mean, to to have the greatest player ever coaching you is. I mean, I don't even know if anyone could have really even dreamt of that. So um, it was really cool. Um, playing in Calgary was uh, also a great experience. To the one time I played in in Canada, um, just to have the Canadian fan base and you know, kind of have that um, you know pressure of playing in that kind of market was uh, was a good experience, and, and you know, I really enjoyed that as well. Nigel played in the AHL again, as well as getting called back to the Montreal Canadiens. But soon, he saw an international opportunity. Yeah, it, they definitely, uh, you can definitely make a great career for yourself in Europe. And um, depending on what league you're in, obviously, there's kind of like a, I guess, a scale depending on the leagues. But, um, you know, there's a lot of good European leagues that pay very well. And um, you're able to make a great living and, and still be able to, to play a game that you love and and get to see different parts of the world. I mean, it's not its not what I dreamt of as a, as a kid growing up playing hockey, street hockey in front of my house. But, um, you know, I also was never really supposed to make the NHL with my size and, and everybody saying that I was too small to make it. And so I was able to do that. And, yeah, when this opportunity came, uh, kind of took it took it with, uh, you know, an open mind and, and ran with it once I got over there. And it, um, it was a great I mean, there's there's some hiccups, there's some ups and downs. I mean, the league was still uh, relatively new. I think that my first year was only three or four years old. So there's obviously things that you know needed some ironing out, or or just whether it's travel or schedule or you know food in the hotel. I mean, a lot of different things that um, you know teams were kind of sorting out, and with new imports coming or guys you know used to different things, but. It got better each year. They were learning and they got TV deals and the fans are great and they, you know, they follow their teams and they're very loyal and they, they just, they're, they got passionate fan bases like they, they do in the NHL. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun for me. I mean, if it wasn't, if I wasn't enjoying it and, and wasn't comfortable, um, I definitely wouldn't have stayed for as long as I did, but it was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun for me. Nigel did experience racism in Russia. However, he was part of a team that would not tolerate it. I think any black hockey player, I, I don't know if I'll ever meet one that hasn't dealt with racism. So I guess it kind of goes without saying that I, I have had issues with it. But yeah, I mean, you move on, you, you keep going. I mean, one one time there was, you know, one of the guys on my team actually was being, being racist towards me and one of the other Russian guys actually came and, you know, punched him. So that was one, like a pretty good feeling on my part that, you know, someone else from who's the same country same upbringing and stuff is you know going against his own because he knew it was wrong and um it was i mean it felt awful with your teammate coming at you but it also felt really good that you know one of your other teammates had your back nigel has hope that hockey will continue to become a more inclusive place i definitely say i'm uh, optimistic about it but there's still like a long way to go and um it's come a long way from you know when i was playing or growing up playing to where it is now and I, I understand that these things don't happen overnight or over a year and it, it will take some time but you know I, I'm hoping that you know a lot of these young kids coming up and start, and playing hockey or any sports really like 
hopefully it's, they're dealing with less and less, but there's, there's a lot, um, a lot worse things going on in the world than, than sport. And, you know, I hope that we continue to keep taking these right steps to, to include as many people as we can, no matter where you're coming from or what your background is or what your race is and just kind of getting them to the game because, it's such, it's such an amazing game. Uh, it's so much fun. You know, I wish it was anybody could play it, but unfortunately it's not like soccer where you just need a ball or, you know, you can play without shoes if you want, but um, you know, it can be expensive and equipment's expensive and ice is expensive and those prices are just getting up, but there's so many more programs that are giving back and, and helping, you know, whether it be un- underprivileged kids or, or kids that might not have, uh, you know, any, any way to watch hockey or see it get into the game and, and, uh, get introduced to it. So hopefully those, uh, programs, uh, I'm actually helping out with one right now in the city and hopefully there's just more of them come out and you can just touch more and more kids because, there's not many people that start playing hockey that uh, that don't love the game or, or don't fall in love and, and try or want to at least continue to play, whether that be, you know, floor hockey or ice hockey or street hockey or whatever kind of hockey, like roller hockey. Like it's, um, there's so many different different ways of playing the game and, and they're all just as fun and, and, and meaningful. Nigel is now focused on teaching the next generation. The, the Winnipeg Jets have a really good hockey academy here that, you know, they give back to, to schools and they work with some schools. So there's uh Right now, I'm just kind of helping out with uh, kids um, that are just, they're all different levels. They're just uh, learning to skate or getting introduced to it. The, the gents really do do a good job with the True North uh, Foundation. And, uh, you know, I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, but already it's uh, the first day and none of the kids really want to talk to me. And the next, the next week, they're, you know, started to chirp me and, and make fun of me. So now I know I'm, you know, I'm on the right track. You know, when people are making fun of you, that's a good thing. So, so yeah, it's nice to to get give back and get be able to to go out there with them. As for what's in store for the future, I'm not sure. I like being out, kind of helping out with my son's team, but I'm not really coaching him. More just kind of another hands or another person out there to help out with the kids. Um, uh, right now it's just kind of family, be around, and uh, you know, you try not to miss anything. Uh, I miss so much over my career that you want to try and be there for for all the activities and whether it's soccer or hockey or school school uh, stuff right now so not really any desire to put the skates on to play yet but i'm sure that will come back around but i'm kind of maybe take a year or so and then kind of see where it goes we're proud to be working with hockey equality hockey equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey by lowering financial barriers for BIPOC female and other equity deserving youth hockey players. If you've been moved by the story shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all, check out hockeyequality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can see the cards of the players in my collection at blackhockeycards.com. This has been a Podstarter production. production.